Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus. Beloved, we thank God for his goodness. Indeed, God is good and he's good all the time. There's never a day, a minute in your life where we cannot say God is good because in everything, God is good. I'm Apostle Leon Kofi bringing you a word of encouragement this morning from the heart of your good father. But before the word of God comes, be blessed by this song by God's Property. That's Kirk Franklin and his group. And it's a beautiful song, one of my favorites. It's a, it's a song that picks up and lifts up. Amen. And it's a song filled the truth of God's word. The title is My Life is in Your Hands by God's Property. Kirk Franklin, God bless you. No matter what you're going through, I know that you can stand. For your life is in. Jesus, hallelujah. The part I love is with Jesus, I can take it. With him, I know I can stand. With Jesus, we can take it. We can take everything that life brings, the good, the bad, the ugly, the high ties, the low ties. We can take it. Amen. Because there's a strength, beloved, that is within you that is able to overcome all things. This morning, I bring you this message title, Looking Into your future look into your future amen and you are looking to your future as god shows it to you not as the world is presenting to you proverbs 23 17 to 18 god's word god's word he says let not your heart envy sinners but be thou in the fear of the lord in all the day long 
for surely there's an end and your expectation shall not be cut off. God says that there's an end to everything, but your expectation in life will never be cut off. What is your expectation? That is why I'm saying look into your future. God says that don't look at the present. Don't let your heart look at the sinners. Don't let your heart look at the present and, and get discouraged, get confused, get distressed, but rather fear God, trust God, look to God, worship God, serve God, because there's an end to everything. But your expectation in life will not be cut off. One of man's greatest fear is the fear of the unknown, not knowing what is to come. And not knowing what is to come has always kept men in a state of an anxiety, especially when you come to learn the hard way, how fast things can change, how people can also change, and hence cannot be trusted. Sometimes you cannot even trust yourself because sometimes you don't know what you yourself can do under pressure. I mean, you know yourself and you say, well, I can't do this, I won't do this, but as something can happen to make you do exactly what you think you cannot do. So you can't even trust your own self. The desire to ease, you know, this anxiety of not knowing what is coming or what the future holds bears the desire to know. Hence, we have the very lucrative trade of psychics and you know, astrologists and occult practices and diviners and false prophets who see through demonic channels or demonic avenues. They do see, but it's through demonic avenues. And this was this lucrative trade that brought Paul and Silas into trouble, got them locked up in a Philippian jail. In the book of Acts chapter 16, from verse 16 to 19, Paul says that one day as we're going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who earned her money for her masters by telling fortunes. And she followed Paul and Silas and the rest of us, shouting, these men are servants of the most high God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. And this went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within him, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And instantly it left her and a master's hope of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities in the marketplace. This is Luke's account. Luke wrote the book of Acts. That's what happened to them when the or when Paul cast out the demon of divination because through her divination she could tell people's future and so people were paying her masters for it and then she was bothering them declaring that yes these servants of the most high God and they have come to tell her how to be saved she wasn't lying but the source of it was from a demonic source do you understand so sometimes you go to places where you are told your future it could be lies or it could be true, but it's about the source. So Paul casts us this demon and then it ends up in them being thrown into a Philippian jail. Now God's word is clear on what we should or shouldn't do concerning these kind of practices. Leviticus 19.26 says, I do not eat any meat with blood still in it and do not practice divination or seek omens. Amen. So God said we should not practice divination or seek 
oak omens go into looking into your future with tarot cards Ouija boards astrologers crystal balls and no he said don't do that amen do not practice fortune telling that's what he says the new living translation says do not eat meat after it has been drained of its blood and do not practice fortune telling or witchcraft amen because you see god says that he is the all-knowing god and he has our lives in his hands our future is mapped out in him amen and god says in jeremiah 29 11 to 4, 11 to 40 he said that for i know the thoughts that i think towards you said the lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a, an expected end a hope and a future and to bring your life to an expected end then you shall call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me now i hear you and you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart and i'll be found of you said the lord and i'll turn away your captivity and gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I've driven you, saith the Lord, and I'll bring you again into this place where I caused you to be carried away captive. God was talking to the captive exiles, the Jews who were in exile. He said that, don't worry, I have a plan for you. Eventually it will come to pass. See, God has your well-being at heart. These people were in captivity because of their disobedience, their rebellion. But even in their rebellion and even in God's punishment, God still had a good plan for them. So God has your well-being at heart. Amen. The psalm is in Psalm 139, and I love Psalm 139. It says, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God. How great is the number of them. If I should count them, they are more than the sand on the seashore. And when I'm awake, or when I wake up, I'm still with you. You are still with me, ever present with me. Amen. God's thoughts concerning you are precious. And there are many, 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 many good plans that God has for your future. That is what your future holds. Amen. What is to come in your future for tomorrow and the days and the decades and the years ahead, if Jesus tarries, is this, that it will be well with you. You will get that which you ask God of. Amen. Sometimes we wonder about this. Will I get it? Will I get married? Will I get the job? Will I have children? Will I die from this disease? Will my business get better? The questions are many. How will I manage financially? Can I succeed in my endeavors? These are common questions we ask ourselves and we worry about and we stress. But praise be to God among the gifts that God has given to us, the gift of stress is not part of them. He said he has not given you the spirit of fear which causes stress, because stress comes out of worry. So he has not given you the spirit of fear, but he's given you the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to know what is going to happen before they happen, because we are anxious. But now, beloved, the veil between the now and tomorrow and your future, beloved, that veil frustrates us. <laughs> and depresses us because we can't see beyond that veil. But God's word is coming to you today to tell you about your future. God says, I should speak to you about your future. Tear the veil down so you no longer be frustrated. You no longer be depressed. You no longer be anxious about the future. God says to tell you that there's a hope for your future. He says, surely there's an end and your expectation in life will not be cut off. There's a hope for your future and your expectation and God will not be denied you whatever you expect of God, not from your life, you know, or from people, but whatever you expect from God will come to pass. 
Maybe not in the time that you have set for yourself or in the way that you imagined it. But God will beat your expectation. Trust him. God does the exceedingly abundant. He will exceed your expectation. Hallelujah. Whatever you ask him for, trust him to give you the double. Your future, my dear, has already been written by God. He knows it. And you can know it. You can know it from him. Amen. You can know your future from him. How? Call upon him. In Jeremiah 33, he said, call upon me. And I will answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things which you don't know. So pray. Call upon him. Pray. He will show you what you need to know. And not just what you need to know, but what you need to do to get there. Because oftentimes when you go to a diviner, astrologer, or a false prophet, they will tell you, I see this, I see this. But they don't tell you how to get there. Because they don't know. They have no power to help you. But God knows where he's taking you. And he will direct you. He will order you. Amen. A lot of people in life don't fulfill their God-given plans for their future for many reasons. Wrong choices made without seeking God. Self-willed decisions. Decisions made out of, you know, on the spell of the moment. Or like something, decision made out of lust and stubbornness. Sometimes we make decisions that run us into trouble, you know, and we make mistakes from these decisions, which sometimes are so difficult to correct. God is able to do all things true. Sometimes he'll correct it for us, but then we are left with the scars, the scars of the decisions we took without seeking God. Sometimes wrong associations, wrong relationships, wrong marital choices. Oh, a lot of people marry and then later they regret it. Why? Because they didn't see God. They, they, they were focused on looks. They were focused on how much money the person has, what, what um, pedigree or so, or the family the person is coming from. But none of these matter. Where joy and peace and harmony in marriage is concerned, it is only the will of God that will teach you and show you. Wrong business partnerships. You know, many things go wrong in our lives because of some of these things. But this morning, I come by the word of your father to you. That it may have gone awry, may have gone wrong. But the key word we are looking at this morning is future, not the past. We are looking to the future, not the past. The past is gone with everything in it. That which was good, that which wasn't, is gone. But the future is yet to come. Amen. So we must look into the future. After all, the failures and mistakes of the past, they are gone. After the disappointments and the grief, disaster and trauma, abuse and misuse, heavy financial losses, hardship, the deceit of unfaithful people, the unfair treatments, broken hearts, shattered dreams, they are gone. It's in the past. And even if you are presently in it today, I tell you, today is the end. Because once you begin to look beyond those things and look into the future, the stronghold of these things that have happened or are happening in your life breaks. There's a future, beloved, you can look forward to. And God is speaking of this future, that he is in it with you. God says, I should tell you that he is in your future with you. And he will show you the way to go if you are willing.
Hallelujah. You won't make the mistakes you made yesteryear. You won't make them, no. Because it's a new season. And it's never too late to salvage that which has been broken. Never too late to pick up the pieces and move forward. If you are willing, God will bring you into that future that he has mapped out. May God bless you. And may God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, draw you to the place of seeking God for his counsel, for his wisdom, for his direction, for your tomorrow. Because your tomorrow, trust it, is going to be greater than your yesterday. You will make it. Jesus is with you. The Lord is on your side. You will handle it. You will make it. You fulfill your destiny. God bless you. Let me pray over your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray over your life, beloved, that this morning may the God of all comfort comfort you. May the God who gives help give help to you. May the hand of the Lord be mighty upon you. And I pray that may God give you insight and revelation and direction into your better tomorrow as you seek him. Seek God, beloved, and prosper. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful day. But if you have not yet given your life to Jesus, beloved, your real life begins the day you accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Pray this prayer after me. Invite him in. Let him come and handle this life for you. It's too hard. You can't do it by yourself. Pray after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you are the son of God who came to die for my sins. Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my personal Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. God bless you. You are now a child of God. It's official. Amen. And the plans of God are opened up. And this is just the beginning of the greatest days of your life. God bless you. And have a great day. But everybody, remember, share this good word. Somebody is sitting, waiting at the end of your obedience. Somebody's heart is broken. Somebody is troubled. Somebody doesn't know what to do. Somebody's confused. But the word of God will sort that person out. In your obedience, beloved, this morning is key. So please share this good word. God bless you. Team Barnabas, as I call you, those who share. God bless you and have a great day. And remember, the future is bright. God is in it. Your future is bright. God is in it. Amen. And if your heart is broken, just lift those hands and sing it with me. I know I can. Bless your name, Jesus. I know. No matter what may be.